you know, we don't show that as a community we're responsible. And, and I, I think until we can show that, I'm not sure we should have this conversation. We're supposed to be free and brave, and you have to be brave to be free. Welcome to Far North Dinner. This is episode 67, October 29, 2017. Your host, Mid Tobin. Thank you all for listening. Tonight we bring to you Fairbanks North Star Borough Meeting, October 27th, specifically on their resolution on on site consumption of cannabis. The Cannabis Control Board is set to discuss their public comment closed Friday, October 28th. They've been seeking it for four months now, and the Borough Assembly just wanted to get their peace of mind in. They had a public hearing, which was very nice of them as it was pointed out. Here we go. And that takes us to resolution number 2017-42, a resolution commenting on the State of Alaska Marijuana Control Board proposed regulation concerning on-site consumption of marijuana. Fairbanks North Star Borough, resolution number 2017-42 by Gray Cooper Davies, introduced October 26, 2017. A resolution commenting on the State of Alaska Marijuana Control Board proposed regulations concerning on-site consumption of marijuana or approval of designated areas for on-site consumption at licensed retail marijuana establishments. Whereas, the CCB met July 12, 14, 2017 in Fairbanks to consider, among other things, updates on implementation of marijuana establishment licensing, ongoing proposed regulations projects, and other matters that may come before it. Whereas, the CCB subsequently opened their selected proposal for a 60-day public comment period, after which the proposed language will come back to the CCB for action to amend the proposal, adopt it, or reject it. And whereas currently consumption of marijuana on, in, or upon any public place is prohibited by Alaska Statute 173840 and Chapter 912 Fairbanks North Star Borough Code, whereas under state law, consumption of marijuana or marijuana product on the premises of a licensed retail marijuana store is not allowed except in a designated area on the licensed premises as authorized with prior approval of the CCB and when purchased on the licensed premises. Yet, the CCB has not authorized on-site consumption anywhere in the state to date. Whereas, Chapter 912, Ferenc's North Star Borough Code, does not allow consumption of marijuana on the premises of a licensed retail marijuana store, but the Fairbanks North Star Borough Assembly may pass future legislation to allow on-site consumption if there is action by the CCB authorizing it. Whereas, the Fairbanks North Star Borough Assembly has filed no protest against 11 retail marijuana establishment licenses in the borough, and has more applications currently proposed and anticipated to come before the body in the near future. And, whereas, if the CCB authorizes on-site consumption as it designated areas on licensed premises, Fairbanks North Star Borough should provide meaningful comments on the proposed regulations that reflect values and concerns of the community. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Assembly of the Fairbanks North Star Borough provides the following comments on the pending state regulations and approval of designated areas that allow for on-site consumption on the licensed premises of retail marijuana stores located in the Fairbanks North Star Borough. 1. The regulations should contain express language authorizing municipalities to regulate on-site consumption. 
Number two, proposed regulations in 3 AAC 306 370 are vague and should be clarified because subsection A specifically references unless prohibited by local ordinance or state law, whereas subsection B does not, suggesting that a local ordinance may not regulate on-site consumption of edible marijuana products. Three, the regulations should contain stronger protections from cannabis smoke consistent with the borough's resolution supporting a smoke-free workplace, which is attached. Four, 3AAC 306-370B should require ventilation that is not only sufficient to remove visible smoke, but sufficient and certified to remove particles from the air that may harm employees and other patrons. Moreover, the ventilation requirement should require removal of odors from exhaust. Five, the CCB should consider whether 3AAC 306-370 is sufficient to provide for both employee oversight of consumption and protection of employees from smoke. Number six, the CCB should consider whether outdoor consumption by inhalation should be permitted given potential conflicts with adjoining property owners over odor mitigation. Be it further resolved that upon passage and approval, the borough clerk is direct send signed copies of this resolution by mail and email as soon as practicable to the CCB. Here we go. Gray, would you like to? Your, your name's sure. first on the list. Yes, I'll start. Okay, so this uh, this resolution is a rewrite of the previous resolution quite thoroughly in that um, okay. this We're time around we are actually trying to provide some sort of meaningful comment too. to the state um, control so board about, why they have uh, about their proposed re regulations for on-site consumption. Again, I have to reiterate that but by entertaining this resolution, we are in no way, shape, or form either condoning on-site consumption or approving on-site consumption. We're not going to wake up Playing tomorrow on-site consumption in Fairbanks. That is, again, another conversation for down the road when and if the well, state approves talk. these regulations and when and if it is ruled that they have the authority to That's approve such regulations. So, uh, again, we are we're trying to make some meaningful comments here. I know there's some trepidation on both sides, and I look forward to hearing from the public because we, we wanted to make sure and open this up for public comment. We didn't have to, but felt that it was in the best interest to have everybody's voices heard on this. You're that. So I'll defer to Mr. Cooper and Mr. Davies lot. if they'd like to add anything. Mr. Cooper. Uh, sure. Just briefly, I think Mr. Gray summarized it well. I think as you may recall when the uh, prior resolution was up, one of my main concerns was that it uh, was just a blanket. Yeah, we should we want on-site consumption uh, regulations adopted, but it, it didn't go into actually critiquing what the regulations were. I had some specific concerns about the regulations. Um, and it's concerned, one folks. of the important, so as you'll see, the resolution is pretty straightforward. One of the concerns is making sure there's did? local control because this will be the, the DA. State, uh, uh, marijuana Control Board adopts regulations uh, allowing on-site consumption. The issue is going to be back and forth uh, in front of this assembly again to, to consider. Um, so if they are going to adopt regulations, we want to make sure that there is uh, or I, some support for you know local control over how that is enacted. Uh, I think the other just kind of high-level issues, um, you know, not too long ago, this assembly adopted an ordinance supporting the smoke-free workplace and uh, as a statewide effort. And I think that it's uh, important that the uh, 
that the regulations reflect that. And then uh, kind of the Probably third one was, you know, this assembly has heard a lot of um, uh, talk about the problems, not with on-site consumption, but with uh, marijuana cultivation operations Some bars. Uh, and the, the odor uh, issues that result from that. So that was another topic that the that the resolution addressed. And, and you know, I, it was one of these situations where I, I, I didn't think that this assembly was likely to uh, pass uh, a resolution supporting or condemning on-site consumption either way. And so to me it made sense that uh, in the absence of just a all-out yes or an all-out no uh, to take some time to make some meaningful comments on what the regulations might sense. look like. Because if, if the Marijuana Control Board does adopt regulations, and I think it's incumbent on uh, on us to, to comment on them. So that's that's where um, I was coming from with this. Thank you. And Mr. Davies, do you wish to add anything to the staff report? No, I think that that it's been pretty well covered. I, I had there's a couple of other areas, but I think it's um, they're uh, covered by the local regulation piece. So that I, I just want us to make local sure that control. we retain that power. Um, if if it goes forward, and then I just want to underscore the fact that this is really neutral about whether or not we should have it. It's just saying if it happens, then these are some things that we are concerned about. I see it your way, on the risk of knowing that our love may soon be gone. My name is Christine Robbins, R-O-B-B-I-N-S. I would ask you not to promote or pass on con. a recommendation to the Marijuana Control Board of On-Site Consumption. She's done her research. There's quite a few good reasons why it shouldn't be here. Uh, number one, there's no statutory authority. Um, I've read all of it this time, Statute 17, and there's nothing that says you can. And if we wanted to do this the right way, it would be by a vote of the people or through some legislative no, process No, we elected the like board that. to make um, these decisions for us. Number two, it clearly states market. that there is to be no consumption in public and a $100 fine if they're caught. Number three, it needs to be regulated like alcohol. This was the promise in no 2014. Uh, nowhere can you buy packaged alcohol Nothing and drink it on site. Like it's <laughs> dangerous because consumer and seller are both prone to mistakes. Number five, we would be the only state to yes. allow on-site consumption. Why hasn't any other state? Afraid. Same Where's as the research? of what these other states have gone through as to why they wouldn't want that. Where's the al analyst that anyone has called in to make this recommendation uh, that no other state has allowed? Why are we the going to be the pig. guinea pig? Explorers. Our state isn't doing due diligence regarding the spread of such a controversial drug. Controversial What's the driving drug. motivation behind flooding Fairbanks with psychotropic substances? Money? Number six, we're going to see an increase in accidents involving marijuana impaired drivers, which has been the case in Washington and Colorado. Um, now, I submit if it were to be approved, may, um, number one, it needs to exclude concentrates and edibles. These can be widely abused and are far more dangerous than smoking as they are higher in THC and stay longer in the body with longer effects. Uh, number two, limitations of sales based on THC potency. Where's the regulation for the single most affecting factor of this drug? Number three, prohibit the removal of unused marijuana product purchased for consumption. Sorry, sir. Number four, no sale of food or beverages mm, with it. Stupid. Number five, transportation of patrons to and from the premises. This will be yet another example of how a drug will prove to be a burden on the taxpayer. Number six, ventilation issues and spread of general mm. stench. 
Um, people delude stench. themselves into thinking it can be contained or done away with, but anyone that ever had to deal with tobacco smoke knows that tobacco this just smoke. isn't so. And I leave you with this question. Um, sorry, I'm nervous. I think someone needs to be asking and answer if the borough supports this. Will it jeopardize any federally funded subsidy? Vivian Stiver, 523 2nd Avenue, Fairbanks, Alaska. This is, this is good to get clarity from the state on these issues from the Marijuana Control Board. Um, the curious thing when, you know, the focus, of course, is the on-site consumption is the big concern here. So already... The Marijuana Control Board said no to smoking lounges really? for marijuana. And so now we're repackaging no this as Business plans. retail, on-site kind of test your product, whatever. So um, it is interesting that the Alaska Association of Police Chiefs have come out against on-site consumption. And for a, a very interesting reason. Tell Apparently, us. there was a, a, a study done where someone being in a room that was well ventilated with uh, people smoking marijuana was not smoking did test positive for THC mm. and so when you're going to have should this on-site consumption happen you have people who again are intoxicated whether it's alcohol or marijuana they're intoxicated and as you know there are three strands, strands of, of marijuana of yep sativa and endicott what is that sativa mysterious Fruit. to cause violence in people oh, in their behavior. Frank. Frank Turney agreed with Joe McGuire from Colorado that indeed he has seen people on that and they Untrue. do go crazy. So what's going to happen is you'll have these areas, you have people who will react differently to the product. When you go in today, they will like ask you and tell you, you know, take one or two hits, you know, you know dose up slowly because no one can tell you how that marijuana is going to affect you. They can't standardize the effects it's of marijuana for any person. You so you don't crazy. know what you're going to get. So you're going to have these possibly smoking areas. And then our first responders responders uh -oh. have to go in there. The, of course, they're in a safety-sensitive job. They can put on gas masks. They cannot if it's that crazy. consume marijuana. If they test positive for THC, well, then they have to justify kind of where it came from. Oh, yeah, Simple. I answered that call exactly. last week down at... Um, the marijuana pot yep. shop on Cushman. One of the three, I think, that are on Cushman. Soon to be four. So then they, he may or her be put on administrative leave until they can identify. That's silly. Yeah, did he or, was, or did she consume on her personal time? So first responders will be exposed to the THC and the smoke and the marijuana. And that's not acceptable in their job and their position. And it's not like alcohol. Because I can drink it and only I'm drinking it. When you're smoking, it goes out to That's everybody. Crazy. Jeannie Olson, um, we are just asking as the borough, we're asking the state to say, would you please clarify this? And I'm a little concerned that the clarification is going to be that the board will then say, yeah, well, we've decided that on-site consumption will be okay, and it's up to the local communities to decide. So we'll mm -hmm. be back to voting right. again, I'm assuming. Um, and I feel kind of a little bit like oh my gosh we're back to this again Agreed. and uh i would say that my sense of the community is it will be defeated no if it if it goes to the uh, Same as city or the community vote uh, we 
we think that probably as a general community, two to one, obviously, that it's okay not be two to, one. to have commercial surprise. marijuana. But as I suspect from people that I've talked to, it's not okay to, on, to have on-site consumption. That's not what we voted for originally. Um, but it'll be okay. It's the, the process to get clarification. And so we'll move along, I guess. That's it. Mr. Tacky has a question for you. Thanks for coming down, Ms. Olson. Um, do you have a reason, then, for why you would not be opposed to on-site consumption? The smoking is obviously the whole part about the smoking on-site consumption um, and just inhalation by employees and other people, just like cigarettes in that respect. Um, I have no doubt that on-site consumption or, or shortly after on-site consumption already happens, but to actually condone it as a community, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I know of a lot of people that take it. Um, and they only take it at home because they know that the effect of it is too profound for them. I also know that back in the days when there was the hippies in Woodstock, the marijuana, the THC uh, in the plants was not nearly as potent as it is now. I mean, genetic engineering has really made that profound. Um, so I just worry Good. about it a little bit. I still appreciate um, personal rights, and so I... I voted yes for that, but I would probably myself even vote no for on-site consumption. I just think it's just another thing we need, will add to the community. And I, I, I just can't. I've read the reasons why, and I, I just can't see why they would be. I don't know why you wouldn't just take it home. It's just like, why would I buy a six-pack of beer and then sit out there in my it. car and drink it? Thank you. Oh, Mr. Tacky. So uh, I guess my question then would be if you were a tourist and you didn't have a home here. I would take it to my hotel room. Where you aren't permitted to consume well i don't know about that i denver. i was in denver um <laughs> and a couple years ago and the uh my, it was an airbnb and it's not alaska i don't take marijuana i don't it doesn't work anyway but the hmm. um i don't take for me. it it doesn't work the, for uh, me but people would you right? like some of this pot and i said no thank you and she said i have all this pot because um i have all these tourists they come they're no so excited, moderation. but they buy too high. much, and then they can't take it back with them on the plane. So she has all this. I said, you should just start a store, I guess. I don't know. So, I, I mean, it happens. I know it happens. Mr. Quist. Thank you. Um, so we had some testimony earlier uh, against on-site consumption from a couple, uh, about marijuana and alcohol. And I was curious, I mean, do you feel the same that there should not be on-site consumption of alcohol? Uh, you know, we get a lot of trouble with bars, don't we? I mean, we really do. We're not responsible. As a community, if it's we didn't have an alcohol call. problem in DUIs, rights. I'd it's maybe entertain rights. the fa fact that maybe we it's might be freedoms. okay. But, uh, you know, we, we can't, we're not, we don't show that as a community we're mm. responsible. And, and I, I think so until we, we can show that, I'm not sure we should have this conversation. I, I think it's fine that we do have the conversation, but, you know, it's just discouraging for me that people drink That's and drive. It. And they'll probably smoke She's and drive. Us. And I don't know what the effect is, but from ourselves, um, I can say that uh, uh, a retired judge was out at my clinic a couple months ago, and that was before the vote. And and they said, you know, in my courts, I never saw domestic violence from from pot. I don't know what she's. It was here all from, from alcohol. I don't know what she's trying to prove. Which, so that's probably true. Um, I'm not a judge, but happy little guys that are smoking pot, you know. I don't know if they remember to stop at the light. You don't know. I don't exactly. know. I, I've never been under the influence, I can't tell you. But um, I would worry about it. And I think we just need to somehow, as a community, become more responsible. And then, then maybe it'd be okay. 
that's I'm just glad it's legal, to tell you the truth. That's a hurdle, and maybe we should stop at that right now. John Rathbun. I know that uh, there's no place in America where uh, purchasing a quantity of marijuana can also provide the place where you can smoke it. So we will be the only ones doing that. Awesome. The first. So I wish you'd. A lot of people are doing that. it right now. They're getting ready to. My concern is that we're going to be subjecting our community to a potentially dangerous experiment. Alcohol and marijuana so are often serious. compared to alcohol establishments don't sell quantities and allow drinking. What? There is a difference between alcohol and marijuana in that alcohol, um, people can choose to drink Tasting rooms? and someone next to them will not be affected. But marijuana is not Maybe like Maybe by that. their drunkenness. It's in the air. <laughs> and when someone is in the vicinity, they'll also be smoking, basically. Oh, come on. <clears throat> That's crazy. I'm here to implore you to protect our neighborhoods and reject this on-site consumption. People's health and lives are at stake. I wish this I will also require additional was. policing, which would be an expense to our community. Chief Waters, uh, I'd like to tell me that so I do not see this resolution as neutral, given its genesis. It appears to be designed to lay the groundwork for the on-site consumption and. Yeah. That for the borough to consider. Thank you, Borough Assembly. It's if any comment should come back, I think it should be that the Marijuana Control Board is exceeding its authority. Uh, On-site consumption is not an allowed use in the founding legislation, and asking for no, we uh, elected the board clarity to on how it's going to be allowed when it's not Government allowed by that. law. I think it's Jeez, disingenuous on the Assembly's part. It uh, wasn't part. Face it, people no, take marijuana to get high. And on-site use is going to put impaired users on the street. You know, and do we really want people getting high in pot parlors and then driving off somewhere? Uh, yeah, bars are a big enough problem, but at least mm. we do have measures on the books to try to limit it. Uh, bartenders cannot serve drunken customers. Uh, they face serious consequences if they do. Here in Alaska, there's no THC limits on marijuana. Uh, concentrates can be added to edibles. They become extremely potent. They can kick in long after the drug's been ingested and last for hours. There's no way on-site awesome. monitoring can prevent <clears throat> inebriated stone drivers from going out on the road. Uh, it's not up to them to do that. Alcohol also has a testable driving limit of 0.08% blood alcohol content. Can't protect people from uh, themselves. That limit's been lowered over the years again and again to make sure that it includes any minor level of alcohol impairment. What is impairment? Uh, but there is no test well, whatsoever for mean impairment. Mar marijuana impairment. Drunken drivers can get caught, they can get tested, and face serious consequences. Cannabis. There is no blood, test alcohol, for marijuana. Blood does not. We have no way to test for stone drivers. So stone drivers face little legal risk. Uh, I just Unless cannot understand why the borough would be interesting in trying go to facilitate the road and prove a dangerous situation are. like that. Okay. I mean, as other people said, why isn't it good enough that people can get stoned at home? Uh, why do you want to create and foster increased DUI in our town, especially in a manner that is not legal or allowed anywhere else in the United States? Uh, 
eventually when somebody gets hurt or killed by a stone driver coming back from a pot we're not legalizing stone uh, driving i think the assembly has got to look at itself we're legalizing and see how much to gather blame do we have on our mr tacky has a question for you thank you mr Cladis. um have you had a chance to read the regulations that we're commenting on no i have not uh, i don't think they have any legal to, to even uh, put forward those regulations he doesn't believe not that an in the law Right. I was just going to mention that inside them, inside their uh, bud tenders, are not actually allowed to provide product to um, already intoxicated individuals or people that show signs of already. Well, being. what I was bringing up here is there is no objective way to measure if people are intoxicated or will be very soon after leaving the premises. Hi, I'm Annie Doherty. We're talking about on-site consumption. When it does come to a matter, when and if of local control. I would request that you consider your responsibilities in keeping Fair, Fairbanks a positive atmosphere and take into consideration the wellness of our community, yes, not the just wellness. the individual people in the community, but the community as a whole. Yes. We don't have data for our own community on Let's the effects some. of marijuana, the legalization of marijuana and before we start allowing more giving more allowances we need to first be looking at the situation we have so we should be seriously collecting data analyzing data and seeing where that data leads if you look at other communities that have legalized marijuana there are a 29% increase in emergency room visits, 32% increase in traffic fatalities due to marijuana, 38% uh, increase in drug hospitalizations, 72% of marijuana exposure. Though there aren't uh, specific data, but there is an increase in People school expulsions. If all those stats are true. There's an increase in THC uh, po testing positive in drug uh, tests in the workplace. So shouldn't matter. Once marijuana has become legalized, then we will start seeing increases in our community as well. If we're looking for them, if we're just going to close our eyes and be blind, we're not going to see them. I implore you to be searching out for mm. the data and analyzing that before you start making regulations. Thank you. Good idea. Yes, Mr. Tacky has a question for you. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you if you uh, <coughs> were aware of the fact that opioid uh, fatalities actually are, are decreasing in states that have legalized marijuana. So it's like a safer route to help. What a great answer she comes back with. I'm, I have she just gave a whole bunch of data, but some problems with the whole opioid conversation to begin with. So um, that data may or may not be relevant to me. I, I think there's a, a lot different issue going on, but if you were going to say that alcoholism um, has increased because of opioid becoming illegal or anything else, that really doesn't matter. That one one thing is substituting another. If you were going to say that um, she did the same thing with her data. Marijuana has been legal. Bank robberies have gone down. Or because marijuana is illegal, bank robberies have gone up. 
those aren't necessarily related. And if opioid uses has gone down in those communities, that may be a piece of data, but that doesn't support that marijuana <laughs> legalization is good. I'm Holly Burrell. I ask that we be responsible adults who need to be looking out for what is best for the safety of our children in this community and those who cannot defend themselves instead of our rights to pleasures that are temporary. Rick Hinkey, uh, I'm coming to just speak to the on-site consumption idea. But my, my concern uh, is that the on-site consumption is not so much, I mean, it is the drug driving issue for sure, um, having uh, uh, places to swing by on the way home from work to get high, you know, that's, that's you know, publicly uh, is, is not probably the best uh, thing to do. Um, I, I would discourage Mayor Castle on, on the on-site consumption for staff <laughs> only because uh, maybe they wouldn't get anything done. Uh, they would be definitely less stress, stressed out for sure. Uh, uh, but then again, they may get a lot more done. I don't know. I mean, I'm you not sure how it know. impacts different people. But, uh, but one thing I do know is it that impacts that different people greatly. Small. And there has been uh, a, a fight in, uh, in big tobacco for literally decades about secondhand smoke, the impact of smoking tobacco. I know, I know marijuana and tobacco is different. That's going to be yeah. one of the first arguments exactly. for sure. But there are, there are similar carcinogens. There are similar toxins. You cannot uh, filter out these toxins and these carcinogens. It's impossible <laughs> to do that. They're so small, the particulates, that they're like a gas not like, a, like a, a dust. And so you can't filter those things out. So secondhand smoke, whether it's cigarette smoke or marijuana smoke, is equally dangerous. In, in a judgment back in 2006, Big Tobacco was directed by the, by the Supreme Court to admit to the dangers of secondhand smoke because they had, had, they had to release all of their internal documents, all of their own research, and they knew for decades we talking about that, that smoking killed people tobacco and secondhand lounges? smoke caused lung cancer. They knew that for decades. And they hid that and they smoking lied about cigars. it. And, and the judge said, you have to tell the truth about that. 2006. Thanks for enlightening us in 2017, tobacco. just a few weeks ago, the tobacco company finally said, okay, we'll do it. We'll admit to it. And so <clears throat> you'll see in, in November some advertisements coming out on TV and the newspaper saying, we lied about it. Secondhand smoke does cause lung cancer. And so that's a big win for us. And if you want to read about this, you can go to acscan.org, uh, the Cancer it. Action Network, and you can read all about the, the litigation that's gone on for decades. You can read about some of the documents that the tobacco industry is trying to keep hidden and, and all that sort of stuff. Secondhand smoke is dangerous. Mr. Tacky and Mr. Quist have uh, questions for you. Thanks for coming down, Mr. Hinky. Um, I had a question. Have you found any research that actually has a causation for cannabis secondhand smoke or even Thank cannabis you, smoke Mr. causing Jackie. any cancer? Um, I don't have it in my mind or with me, but there mm -hmm. is some research out there, and it's, it's, it's pretty minimal compared to tobacco for sure, but there are minimal. Uh, there is research pretty that minimal. shows the same toxins and carcinogens in both secondhand marijuana smoke and tobacco smoke. There's lots of research on secondhand tobacco smoke, obviously. Not as much on marijuana smoke for sure. You have a choice. Right, but what you did find, you say there is a a very large difference than in what it would do to anybody. Like you said, it was smaller. The impact is much less. No, the, 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 the research is much less. Not so much the impact. Yeah. I'd love to see the study that you have. Yeah. Mr. Quist had a question for you. <clears throat> Thank you. I just wanted to make sure I had this clear from you. You, you said that tobacco smoke and marijuana smoke are e equally dangerous. They're both detrimental to your health. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's to right. lung health. I just wanted to, to breathing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah I, absolutely. Sorry, I heard it equally, yeah. but what you just said is a very different statement. And Good evening, Blake Burley. I think uh, it's always a strange thing, Mr. Tacky, when uh, someone <gasps> I don't takes know if a you're very supposed small to minority, a very small board, piece of the puzzle, and says, "Hey." Look at this, mm-hmm. and let's apply it to the whole group. I think it's incredibly foolish for us to think cool, that Mr. Tacky. Nice tourists' work. opinion is more important than ours. This is our community, mm-hmm. Mr. Tacky. And no matter what tourists think, I don't care because they don't have to live here. And I think that's incredibly important for all of you to grasp, that we should not make laws based on what other people think or might think or might do This is our community. This is where we live. This is what's important to us. Yes. And as the communities come out tonight, I think it's very clear that we do not support on-site consumption of marijuana. There is so uh, so much (laughs) ways that we can control uh, alcohol uh, indifference to marijuana in in regards to driving under the influence and, and how detrimental this can be to our community and i'm not here to be a proponent of alcohol and to say that alcohol is is something meaningful to our community because i shouldn't have to explain to anyone here that there are numerous dry villages in alaska because we know it's a problem we know inherently that alcohol is dangerous and marijuana is no different lots i can tell you firsthand from people that i know who've smoked marijuana that they become incredibly less productive, mm. and and it, it, there's there's no denying that. How stereotypical. So here's my question, or, or maybe something that I'm going to hopefully provide an answer for, is why is it that there's dry villages throughout Alaska, but yet Fairbanks, Anchorage, Juneau, some of the, the larger communities Choice. aren't. Because we and choose. I think this is the downfall, you the, the failure, of democracy. Village. Go make your own where village. Where we take the minorities and we 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 fail the minorities by making laws that don't really affect me and so I'm going to vote because I just want everybody to do what they want and yet it affects the minorities and small Alaskan villages can feel that impact they can see when they're affected by their small group and they say hey we don't want this I can tell you right now that we don't want marijuana. We don't want alcohol in our community. They're all incredibly detrimental. And I hope that you will put that forth to the Marijuana Control Board that we don't want any of it. My name is Nathan Smoot. I am against the idea of consumption. Um, I do also recognize that uh, the resolution is not a, um, a deciding for or deciding against. It's an attempt to remain neutral. Um, Before I forget to do so, though, I do want to thank you all individually for your service. Uh, I forgot to do that the last time I was up here, and I do appreciate. I I feel like uh, it's, it's a sacrifice when I come out here the few times that I come, and uh, you guys are, are here. Um, every time the assembly is meeting. So thank you for your service. Yes. Back to the ordinance, or not ordinance, but resolution. I would like to see the borough take a position on this rather than trying to remain neutral. Um, 
as you send forward your your resolution to the Let's encourage um, positive the, regulations. Uh, State board, um, I'd like to see you be active rather than have to wait and see what they come out with, and then we have to be reactive. So let's take a position. Uh, there are some things that I'd like to see on it. Town First hall of all, meeting time. I'm opposed uh, to the AMCB considering consumption establishments. Um, I'd like us to, as uh, Nancy Reagan said so often in the 80s, uh, let's just say no. Uh, let's say no to increasing our public intoxication problems that we have in the Fairbanks North Star Borough. Um, I am, uh, uh, let me quickly address a few points. On number one, it says uh, the regulation should contain express language authorizing municipalities to regulate on-site consumption. I think you should add in there and prevent. There may be a, a desire for us to say no. Let's let's make sure that they give us that uh, that leeway. Mr. Number Roberts three, brings that up later. I'm glad that you make mention of a smoke-free workplace. I think it's ridiculous that we talk out of one side of our face about smoke-free workplaces, and then on the other, we say let's make this a legal thing. Uh, point six. Rather than considering whether outdoor consumption by inhalation should be permitted, given potential conflicts with adjoining property owners over odor mitigation. Let's make that stronger and let's say no. We don't want this in our community. We, won't, we don't want the stench. We don't want the stench it's impossible again. to control that in an outdoor environment. So let's say no. Goes away pretty quick. And as to a question that was asked previously about where tourists are going to go, if the hotel that they're staying in doesn't support it, they need to find a different hotel. Agreed. Thank you, Mr. Smoot. That sounds like a possible commercial opportunity. Um, sorry, I have to turn my mic back up. Um, let's see if there are any questions for you. Rita Leak. One of the things I'm wondering why we are even discussing on-site consumption when the, you haven't put forth any rules and regulations for marijuana. Uh, it seems that it is money. There's a couple of assembly members that have made huge profits from marijuana, and uh, I think that's why they're trying to ramrod it through because uh, there's money, big money. Chris takes that offensively. Um, ramrod. I'm wondering about the dispensaries and the clerks who get that, uh, sell marijuana, or the cookies or whatever it is. Are they liable? I think they would be. If the, a new smoker goes out and gets hit by a car, they're liable. Or if, they, if another one hits right. in their car and kills somebody, they're liable. Jury so trial. it's a good thing they make the profit because they're going to need it. If you pass it, I want to thank you for making Fairbanks uh, Fairbanks uh, make a capital of stoners. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> None of the sponsors have, are involved in the business. My name is Julia Cox. I don't know much about the politics surrounding this, but... I do know a lot about uh, drug and alcohol addiction and drug and alcohol abuse. Oh I was an addict myself. I've been around. Um, this lady. I've been around. I, I don't think marijuana was personally my only drug of choice, but I have been around a lot of people to where it was. And just because we don't see what's on the surface doesn't mean that it's not still destroying lives. Um, I've seen 
men destroying lives sit at home and spend all their wife's money on marijuana Believable. and make the wife go out and work bad man and um i just gave a classmate a ride home the other day who told me that her marriage was falling apart because her husband was spending all the money on marijuana and yelling at her because the bills were not getting paid and um I have a family member addicted. That's crazy. Who uh, would blow all his money in bongs and uh, weed. And um, he, I've been in the car with him. He's Sounds ran like stop, stoplights. I myself have tried marijuana. And Get a job, I, man. Um, Buy your once, But one time I tried marijuana and I drove. And I went the wrong way on on the road because I was so out of my mind. Um, oh I've had my. people tell me they hear voices on marijuana. Um, hear that? My main concern is that... Children will uh, While she was smoking pot That I don't know the details But will pass by the marijuana shops And smell it in the air And you know that gets mm. into their mind And when they're 21 First time I smelled it you know, Who concert and cons- considering the stigma, 15. the social stigma that surrounds it and the way it's been glorified I think that, that when they're 21 They'll even be more likely to go To the pot shop and smoke marijuana Right there mm. Because they're so excited that they're 21 and they can smoke marijuana. And that's getting into our children's minds now. And um, that's going to launch them into an addiction and probably lead to other drugs. Because it's all connected. If it wasn't for the Lord Jesus Christ dying on the cross for my sins and rising in, being, being buried and rising in the third day, then I wouldn't be able to stay sober. It's not hard to call upon him to save you. Mr. Roberts. So have you ever known anyone whose life has become great and glorious because they started smoking marijuana? No. Okay, thanks. Jackie Gangler, I do believe that safety is a major concern. Uh, for myself as well as my five daughters. I have five children. They're all daughters, 12, 12, 14, 16, and 18. They are driving. They're new drivers. Some of them are not quite driving but will be shortly. I think it's very relevant that the police chiefs have come out against this. I do think that public safety is a concern. I am not concerned about tourists. There are many, many prescription drugs and other things that people are not allowed to drive while impaired or not allowed to do in certain areas or other areas. That's why we have border patrol customs for various things going across. It's our laws for our people, and we need to do what we need to do to keep our people safe. And I do believe that this is not going in that direction. Yes, Mr. Satley has a question. Well, on, on, on what you said there at the end, you, you think that you think that if we were to pass this, it, even though it's making specific suggestions to the nuts and bolts of the rules in the future, that by passing this, we are sort of giving the assumption that 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 we favor it more yes. than disfavor it there's a continuum and i'm not going to try and play the balance beam that or the 
the judge that says which way this board, this body is going, given this particular one. I'm simply saying that I don't support on-site consumption, and I don't think that this particular resolution strongly enough expresses a concern for the public safety in that area. I appreciate the comments. I agree with you. Thank you. Um, I I don't see any other questions. Thank you very much, Ms. Gangler. Yes, ma'am. My name is Isaac Searles. I'm appalled that this is even a question. We don't hire people that smoke marijuana in the police department because it might impair their judgment. very aggressive. But we'll allow it in our citizens. I'm a father of three and about to be four. Like you, I've taken a note to defend the Constitution (laughs) to my death. What? Defend the Constitution? And I do not take this lightly. What? To, to his death but it is shameful when we don't stand for standards anymore and it's all about the tax money how much revenue we will bring in freedom it's not about tax money this is shameful tax money just paying for the businesses this talks about regulation you know I, I got a letter here it says you know needs to be regulated like alcohol well we haven't regulated alcohol we've lost the fight to alcohol we can't hire people. There are people trying to get jobs, or because they have alcohol DUIs, we can't we can't hire people. Increase in accidents. Don't I have enough to worry about? Are you ready for the numbers? The death toll. I was raised in Thailand, and I appreciate the right to freedom of speech. Twenty-six years of my Thailand? life, I grew up without a right to speak. Right to bear arms. Right to speak. Alcohol right was rampant. Assembly. I did search in recovery starting at 13. I was a rescue diver. My parents right, are currently now that. owners of an orphanage whose parents decided that it was better to do alcohol and drugs. Are we ready for that? I volunteered my time for the food bank. And I see people come in with I'm luxurious cars, cars I can't <sighs> afford. But they come to the food bank to get food. Are you ready for them to start taking their money that they're supposed to be buying food for their children to go buy drugs? This is even a question. It shouldn't even be an option. What? I buried. It shouldn't be an option that you should be able to testify. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Two of those are usually either alcohol or drugs. I see those faces, and I wish you could too. Because this wouldn't even be an option. The state wouldn't even allow it. Alcohol would be gone. If it cost the voters the money to pay for the funerals, to pay for the caskets, this would have never passed. But what happens when it costs me my family? When some driver, because he can't be tested for drugs, hits my family and kills one of them, you going to pay for it? Nils Deggerland. I would ask uh, that you take a stronger stand and actually oppose it on several grounds, propose the regulation change. One is the procedural aspect and the way this is being presented. Uh, this seems like kind of a backdoor approach by the board, and uh, I, for one, don't appreciate that. I like local government. I'd like us to have more power and say on this. He and does not um, appreciate uh, Also, we've heard testimony tonight that uh, 
We've not been very effective in keeping these establishments out of areas, residential areas and areas where there's school buses and that sort of thing. We just add uh, on-site consumption to that. Uh, we're, we're compounding the problem. School buses? So I'd like They're to ask you to take buses? a more positive stand against this uh, allowing of on-site consumption. Also, uh, marijuana is a gateway drug. According to a study issued by the uh, Columbia University's Mailman School of Public Health and the City University of New York uh, in conjunction with each other, uh, they found that adults who use cannabis over three years other studies were five go the other way. times more likely to develop alcohol problem over those who didn't. If you add to that the McDowell Group study on the economic impact of alcohol abuse in the state so of Alaska, nice that now people are we've a got a chain of events that's legal set, being set up cannabis? here. The McDowell studies showed that legal. Um, if we were to increase the alcohol tax by 10 times, we wouldn't come close mm. to touching it's change the negative impact of alcohol in our society here in the state of Alaska. Yes, now, uh, it certainly this, will. The impact to us is huge. The alcohol industry doesn't come close to paying its way in our state. We've got one study which says it's a gateway drug to alcoholism and another study which says alcoholism is severely impacting our state. We need to take a stand and say that's enough. We need to stop this. And so you have the opportunity to do that. And I encourage you to read both of those reports. The one is by the Columbia University's Mailman School of Public Health in conjunction with the City University of New York. And the other one is the McDowell Group study on the economic impacts of alcohol abuse. Put those two together and you see we've got a pathway to a lot of trouble. And so you have the opportunity to make a clear statement saying, don't open this door. We can't afford it. We really can't. Robert Dyer, just wanted to say, before you consider even having on-site consumption, try to go for testing first. Kind of those who uh, don't learn from history are due to repeat it. We learned from alcohol. It causes problems and then we created exactly. ways to test Prohibition it. Of and alcohol. we come up with the test and Bad then idea. say you can um, you can smoke it on site or whatever. <clears throat> um, and yeah, the I understand that they want to be like if you bars kill somebody, and, that's bad. You know, it's you want to go to a place and smoke it. Go off your lane. You can't buy a beer from a bar and walk outside and drive home with it. You have to drink it at the bar. No, you can't. You, and you can't no, take whatever smoke is left from the beer and take it home. Or you can't go to Fred Meyer's and buy a six-pack and drink it name. there on site. It's an either-or. <clears throat> so then let us have I, the I or. Know. Anyways, and uh, <laughs> kind of the thing is um, I just ate three edibles in here. I'm feeling really good. Uh, what I'm if I said I, I just drank a six-pack before I came here? Do you think I would have the same welcome as that? Or how many people would be going outside, walking after me with 911 on their phone, see if I'd get into a vehicle as I drive away, but not with somebody that says I just smoked Do 16 you know bowls. He doesn't drive. And came into this. It's still mind-altering. Three still edibles. Your reaction time. 16 bowls. Why, hmm. why is one such a superior? Probably walking home. And, and not the others. And not, not the other. You don't know Frank. Mr. Turney. First of all, uh, I was hoping those cupcakes had induced with cannabis in them, but I would like to say uh, to the mayor, 
it would be nice to have on-site consumption for your borough employees. You got a nice lawn out there and tables, uh, and maybe it'll relieve a lot of stress for your employees. <laughs> anyway, uh, regarding on-site uh, consumption, uh, I do support that. And I did a lot of homework and research here, and I believe there's other states are initiating uh, resolutions to do exactly that same thing. And they'll probably beat us before that does happen. As far as on-site consumption goes, I remember the higher calling. I went in there many times, and I noticed that ventilation in there. You could hardly smell the cannabis in the air. I would know if I could smell it. And... Uh, Wow, you had music in there, people come in there, you had a pool room, you had a rec room, people were eating edibles and smoking. And I didn't see any aggressive behavior whatsoever. I didn't see people urinating on the sidewalk as they left. And uh, I noticed they didn't sell any uh, uh, cannabis at that residence. But uh, that's what I looked at as an on-site consumption for people to uh, share, just like uh, the tap house downtown. The city just authorized that tap house downtown. You think of all the drug problems we've had in Fairbanks, of course. Uh, that's that freedom to drink alcohol. And I noticed I went down there today uh, and uh, those people and enjoying having a, having a beer and enjoying themselves. And I think that's what it's all about when it comes to uh, a cannabis. I heard so many stories here regarding THC level. Uh, I remember the 60s, Acapulco Gold, Panama Red, the THC was much higher than it is today. Much higher, believe me. I don't know where these guys get their information, but uh, in the 60s, Panama Red and Acapulco Gold was probably the highest THC you could find uh, in the 60s. Uh, I don't know what the state's going to do with this, but uh, I think eventually uh, it's going to happen. Uh, I think the biggest thing here is just fear. A lot of people have fear, fear, fear. They don't even want to recognize that cannabis, the CBD, they're talking about children with asthma and all kinds of, uh, of problems that uh, the big farmer wouldn't help, and they're helping children out there. A lot of children with asthma, epileptics, attacks, and stuff like that. Myself, uh, I've been smoking for over 30 years. I'm not bragging about it. I still got my faculties. I still got my memories uh, pretty good. Ask me any questions, and I think I can, I can answer those questions. And uh, I enjoyed about three cannabis edibles before I come here. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, don't you think so? Karen Bloom, hello, esteemed members of the Assembly, and it's nice to be back here and see everyone present. As always, marijuana is bringing up a lot of emotions and conjecture. I would like to really get down to the black and white of the resolution versus the emotion behind whether or not we should have on-site consumption. Um, speaking from a point of business, uh, this resolution is too broad and too vague. The state hasn't established what the regulations will read, so a preemptive strike of what we want in the borough really isn't in the benefit of either side of the industry or the prohibition side. Putting in order parameters to consider when you don't know what it is you're considering 
makes no sense to me. It's too vague and too broad. I will take this moment to point out that 70% of the vote was to have marijuana legal in the borough and the city. Um, so the conversation around on-site consumption should continue, but we should wait for the state to provide the regulations so then the borough and the city can be clear about how they want to approach that. That really is, is my end point there, is, is that until we know how it will be regulated, it's really it's really putting the cart before the horse to say, well, I really want to do it this way or I really want to do it that way. It makes no sense. Let's wait until the state comes out with some clarity and then look at it objectively and decide how we want to approach it. I, I propose this resolution is put in the round file, personally. Yes, Mr. Cooper. Yes, I'm a little bit confused by your testimony. Are you aware that the state has proposed draft regulations and this resolution is responding to those? Yes, and I am also aware that they have not been approved. The public comment ends Friday. Right, and are you aware that this resolution is an attempt to provide public comments to input into the legislative or rulemaking process? I, I am aware of that. Okay, thanks. My name is Lyndon Anson. You know, everybody's, everybody's worried about on-site consumption and, and driving. Well, that's what taxis and DDs are for, right? It's it's if you're responsible about it, how how can you take the right away from everybody that is responsible for the people that are not responsible? Myself, I have a, a cannabis business, and if I was to think of what my on-site consumption, if it was to be legal, and what I would want there, it would be a tasting. It's it's not to smoke it. It's not to sit there and get high. No. It's to taste the product and to figure out if that product fits your palate and fits what you want. It's not consuming enough to get high. <clears throat> it's a tasting, you know. It's a lot of the things they say, well, okay, you can't get smoke out of the air. Well, that's false. That's what air ionizers are for. You put the air ionizer, ionizers in and in and the smoke collectors. <clears throat> it's really what it comes down to is you know it's what the people want put it out for vote that's what happened last time put it out for vote that's who decides right i i understand that this is all gathering information for what the state needs to make their decision correct putting the guidelines on it already i think is a little quick i think letting the letting the state set it up and and if it passes yeah then set them up Vote on them. Go from there. But why, why? Everybody seems to be getting worked up. Oh, this is terrible. This is not what we want. Well, the borough voted on it. It is what the majority wants. That's, that's what the vote for is, right? To figure out what the majority of the people want. Do the same here. Thank you, Burrow. My name is Greg Allison. I understand there's this is a gray area here um, that uh, I can only hope that uh, that dialogue continues, that the regulations are created that uh, that benefit both the people that are advocates for it or and for those that are concerned about it. I'm from Fairbanks. 
I'm very proud to have gone and graduated from the university here and to have uh, made my career in the hospitality industry. And I completely understand this, this is our town, and, and we shouldn't let visitors dictate what we're doing. But we should be cautious of what, what they would like to do while they're here because the visitor spending in this town brings a lot of jobs and creates a, a lot of opportunity for, for folks. So I don't want to completely disregard what the visitor and hospitality mean, industry means to us. And all I can speak to is, as a responsible business owner, as, as many of you know, we do have a cannabis um, retail shop here in Fairbanks, and, and we're very proud to give back and focus on philanthropy. We had our first First Friday several weeks ago, and a proceed of our sales went to the Stone Soup Cafe during that night. And we'll only continue to give back to the community that's supported us thus far. We're proud members of Explore Fairbanks, because we understand what it means to join organizations like Chamber and Explore Fairbanks, and what it means to create um, meaningful partnerships. And we're very fortunate to have the state of Alaska Australian fam come into our shop um, several weeks ago. So we had six tour operators from the other side of the world come into our shop with nothing but smiles on their face and uh, ready to, to buy a product. And we talked to them about, you know, when you bring your, your visitors over here, because they send a lot of people, and that's just six, all six of them were like, yep, we're going to send them your way. But we don't feel ethically that we can sell to them because they can't consume responsibly in a hotel room or, or in public. Like I said from the beginning, this is a very, very gray area. And I can just only hope that di- positive dialogue continues and that we trust our, our business owners to be responsible, to call Ubers, to call taxis, to create opportunities for them to make money and to run our establishments in an ethical and sound manner. And, and that's the, the best we can do. And I hope that uh, you guys continue to trust us as business owners, business owners that we're doing what's right for our community, for those that do advocate for our industry, and for those that don't as well. Mr. Um, Gray and then Mr. Roberts. Uh, I just was wondering your thoughts on this particular resolution itself. I hope that you can create guidelines that, that protect everybody involved you know, as we create these, these business you know, these opportunities within our business walls. Okay, thanks. Mr. Roberts. So are, are you saying that Explore Fairbanks accepts marijuana businesses as members? We are a member of Explore Fairbanks, yes. And we had to watch our verbiage very closely and work with them to do so. Yes. Thank you. Just like the chamber allowed the Alaska Marijuana Industry Association Fairbanks chapter to become members of them, we should be normalized. We are businesses that pay a lot in taxes more than, than most. So we want to be responsible business members and join associations to show that we are positive and, and good people. Thank you. <laughs> Good evening. My name is Robert Shields. On the issue of on-site consumption, the only thing that I would ask this assembly consider is that cannabis be treated on par with alcohol and tobacco, period. No, no special discriminations, just on par with alcohol and tobacco. Um, the issue of on-site consumption does not excuse irresponsible behavior. And I think that there's a level of personal responsibility both on the consumer side as well as on the business side to see that's going to happen. Yeah, hi, my name is George Salmon. I just was listening to the uh, Burrell discussion today on this. And I'm not really certain what you guys are working on, but I had a few comments about marijuana overall. Uh, when people start making um, opinions about this and that or even uh, quoting some studies, it's really good to know what they're talking about. Who funded the study? What was the sample? 
was it a sample? Was it a type of study that was a random controlled study? The one the gentleman just uh, did uh, quote those two, that one group and the other study. It couldn't have been a random control study. It was a statistical uh, study. But then again, you got to look at how they, what was the sample? How many people in Alaska did they, did they look at? Uh, you got to look at the uh, uh, same thing nationwide. You know, just because you're a pollster doesn't mean you're going to get the truth all the time. Otherwise, I think we would have had a different president. I don't know. Is, mar is marijuana covered just in the federal drug laws or is it the Constitution? I never saw the Constitution when I was in high school. That's one comment I have. The other comment I have, I've, I've done marijuana a long time ago in the last year for pain, low back pain. I didn't do it in the daytime. I didn't do it when I drive because I would be impaired. Even if you do marijuana with low THC, which is the part that gets you high, you can buy it with low THC in all these uh, shops around, most of them. And there is one farmer I know that, that raises it as low THC. And that's mainly the other stuff that causes the pain reduction and some of the other things. One question I had when I listened to one of your previous meetings was that, how do you tell what's impaired? You know, what is impairment? I know there's been enough research on alcohol to tell you at what level people start to be affected in their driving skills and decision skills and the reaction times. I don't know if any have been done on marijuana. That question came up before the world before. And at this point in time, I don't know if there's enough research to really tell you what level of THC or whatever in your bloodstream would make you uh, impaired. But I imagine we could, in a short period of time, we have enough uh, evidence of what is impairment physically for an officer to test you out on the street. You don't have to have a blood level test. Christopher Thompson. Uh, thank you um, for this chance to speak. I appreciate it. Well, since we are a democracy, I'd like to um, show my support with on-site consumption. I feel that uh, it is, it's well within our rights to, because there are wine tastings, there are beer tastings constantly all the time. So why should you hold uh, cannabis to a higher standard than liquor? Um, I've heard many different comments about uh fear-mongering about uh, driving and DUIs, we can implement the same things um, such as taxis, Ubers. There's no reason that you, we should not be able to have on-site consumption. Um, because, and also, uh, the secondhand smoke uh, things I've heard um, are completely wrong because uh, the regulations state that they have to be in a separate room that is well ventilated. It's not going to be with everyone else. Uh, and so I will go to the bars all the time, and there's still a lot that are still not smoke-free. And I have to breathe cancerous air constantly. These, this won't happen in these retail locations. Mr. Davies. Are you... Um Suggesting that the primary reason that why you want um, on-site consumption is is just for tasting, or do you think, or does the industry want to have? Yeah, tasting. I mean, seventy percent of the borough want wants it here. Um, I mean, if you don't if you don't like to be around it, you can always move to North Pole. Um, but the the reason that my reason for it is I want, I want to be able to taste the different types of products before I go purchase it. You know, so my question is about differentiating between just tasting versus consumption on site. Um, so you mean like versus eating an edible or smoking on site? Yeah. 
and um, you know, like you know, to recreationally in a bar to you know to sit there and uh, so I, I I've heard two different things. I'm just trying to get what it, what it is that people are released. Really want. I, I don't I don't really see people sitting there and smoking all day long. It's not like at a bar where someone that doesn't want to go home sits and drinks all day. It's more just for sampling. It's not um, people aren't. I mean, pods usually aren't here. They're going there to go stay there all day. They're going to go home and play video games or go be with their families or do their own thing. Yeah, okay, thanks. Any last questions? Mr. Roberts. Do you think that they should have a rule saying no video games in these places so that they won't be tempted to stay there and they'll go home? I mean, if that'll, if that'll make you happy, Lance, I, I'd, be, I, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Carl Huff. I don't really have a lot to say about this. I'm not really sh sure whether this resolution does anything or not, but uh, I think that we should allow the on-site consumption in some way. I think that's a natural progression, and I don't, I don't think the fact that no other state has done it yet. I mean, we used to have bumper stickers that said we don't care how they do it on the outside. <laughs> we should be leaders up here. We're all young and strong and I don't see why we should wait for somebody else to do this first. Um, the, the subject's come up several times about testing for impairment. And, uh, I mean, we've seen this go with alcohol from, well, just go home and, you know, be good and don't do this anymore. That's the way it was when I grew up. I was stopped when I was a kid for drinking and driving, and the state trooper said, Mr. Huff, we want you to go straight home now. You're obviously impaired. Some people didn't think that was far enough, so we set a standard of 0.1, and then that wasn't good enough, so it's point whatever it is now, 0 0.8, 08. 08. Um, you know, that's all right. You can do that with alcohol, but even that test doesn't really prove you're impaired, and I think that we've gotten away from, from the, the standard, from the definition of impaired is when you do something wrong or when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. If you're not operating your vehicle properly, if you're crossing the center line or something and the cop sees you weaving, you're impaired. Whether you took opioids or whether you smoked pot, you're impaired. And at that point, you, he has the right to ch challenge you for your right to keep driving. But the fact that you have something in your blood that you did two or three days ago doesn't mean you're impaired necessarily. You might be driving perfectly well. So that's, that's a point that I, I think is kind of moot. I don't think we really have to have that test, and I even kind of reject the idea that we should be able to call somebody impaired just because they have something in their blood. Um, like I said, I'm not sure whether this resolution is going to be effective or not, or really what effect it will have, but it certainly let a lot of people come down here and vent their spleen, and apparently that's important too, and that's a function of this government. There seems to be, and, I, and one thing is kind of encouraging to me is is a number of the people who have come down here and complained about it said they also don't like alcohol, and I think that's I've always felt that there's there's kind of people that just really would like to restrict everything that they don't do, every kind of every kind of uh, temptation. You know, people just want law against every temptation so that they can be good people. We're supposed to be free and brave, and you have to be brave to be free. So I kind of reject that idea too. 
hey, hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Toker. You can listen to more episodes on SoundCloud and farnorthtokers.com. Like me on Facebook. Search Mid Token. Here's Token. See ya.